I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. I want to read something uh, to you here, and this kind of gets back to the uh, the listener who called, and uh, <laughs> I think he's disappointed that I have reemerged. Uh, he said uh, that he thought I was retired, but here I am, still on the air, spouting my anti-Trump views. And you know, first of all, I'm not coming out of retirement. I have was asked uh, the the actual term that was used. In the uh, in the text I got was, could we lure you out of the semi-retirement for a few weeks to help us out? And I said, of course, I, w- I will. And it's been fun to be back, but this is temporary, much to the relief of that caller, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. But I, I, th- it 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 prompted this thought that. You know, I, I viewed the presidency of the United States as really a sacred trust and a sacred honor. And I just flashed back on the, the prayer, really, that President Adams, the second president of these United States of America, he asked a prayer on the White House itself. And he said, quote, And this, by the way, is indeed engraved on a mantle in the White House. It was done in 1945 during the administration of Franklin D. Roosevelt. I couldn't remember which president had had suggested it. uh, My first flash was uh, President Kennedy because I know he, he would quote it occasionally. And all men, so far it's been all men who have basically guided the country under the roof and within the walls of the White House, save only... Uh, President Washington, uh, because it wasn't built then, they've all had their faults. They've all had their weaknesses. There is yet, has yet to be anyone even close to perfect that has guided this nation and the world from the White House. But we try. We try. And President Adams said, quote, I pray heaven to bestow the best of blessings on this house And all that shall hereafter inhabit it. May none but honest and wise men ever rule under this roof. The words were taken from a letter that was written to Abigail Adams. You know, we always refer to founding fathers. But boy, if if there was, and there were, absolutely, that's not even a question. There were some amazing women that uh, their signature and their footprints are all over this great nation. But the president uh, wrote from the president's house to his wife in 1800. And then, as I mentioned, they were engraved on the mantle. 
And I think those of us that have still have maybe some of the idealistic thoughts, and I hope they're not misguided, idealistic thoughts, recognizing that none of us are perfect. We all have our flaws. Never has a perfect person ever reigned, ever guided this great nation from within the White House. But I think we are entitled to high expectations. I think we are entitled to have good and decent. And how did President Adams put it? None but honest and wise men ever rule under this roof. Anyway, I just had to respond a little bit on that. I know, I know. Gosh, I'm just uh, one of those cockeyed optimists. I'm one of those people that actually expects the President of the United States and those in high leadership to be relatively decent folks. Have I been disappointed? Yes. Not just by President Donald Trump, but by others. But I'm not going to give up my high expectations and my high hopes for this great nation. I just refuse. That'll be a sad day if I ever do. It'll be a sad day if you ever do. I'm very pleased that uh, Representative Chris Stewart could join us on the line today to talk about this situation of pulling troops, or at least what has been proposed by the president out of northern Syria. Chris, as always, thank you for making time. I know you jump through some uh, hoops occasionally to join us, and I appreciate you doing that today. Well, I always jump through hoops for you, Doug. It's good to hear you on the radio, though, so we miss you. Oh, that is so kind of you to say. Chris, what's going on here? And I've I've never seen quite such an immediate outpouring of concern, let's put it that way, from very, yeah. very prominent Republicans in this case, including even Lindsey Graham, uh, who is saying, Mr. President, reconsider this. This is a mistake. Is this a mistake to withdraw those troops from northern Syria? Yeah, if, if, he, if the president is actually considering what the media and others are reporting he's considering, I think it's a terrible mistake. Um, we have we have no better ally or friend in the region than, than the Kurds in Kurdistan. Uh, you can go to that part of the world and you'll feel very, very welcomed. It's relatively safe. They're trying desperately to build a stable democracy. Um, the Kurdish uh, envoy to the U.S. is, a, is a, a great friend of mine. In fact, she was out here in Utah this August when she spoke at my national security conference. These are allies and friends who we could not have defeated ISIS without them, or at least it would have been much, much more difficult, taking us longer, and we would have lost more American lives. So, as I said, if the president is, is actually considering an entire withdrawal from Syria, I have always said that that would be a mistake. The good news is, is in uh, reaching out, you know, in my capacity on the Intel Committee to the administration, is I, I don't think that that's their intention. At least that's not clear that that's their intention right now. We're looking at a, about a 78-mile uh, area along the border where they're going to take down some defensive positions, and their hope is that that's reducing some of the stress between uh, Syria and Turkey. But uh, And if that's all they're doing and there's accommodations made for patrols to continue in that region, I would not necessarily object to that. But if we are doing anything more than that, then I think, uh, I think it's mistaken. I've always said that. I thought it was so interesting, again, what the president tweeted. And He said, as I have stated strongly before, and just to reiterate, if Turkey does anything that I, in my great and unmatched wisdom, consider to be off limits, I will totally destroy and obliterate the economy of Turkey. I've done before, 
exclamation point in parentheses. They must, with Europe and others, watch over, then it continues, the captured ISIS fighters and families. The U.S. has done far more than anyone could have ever expected, including the capture of 100% of the ISIS caliphate. It is time now for others in the region, some of great wealth, to protect their own territory, period. The USA is great, exclamation point. How, how do we digest that? I don't know, Doc. I don't know. I mean, honestly, if I sat down and you and I had it before us, we could kind of go through it line by line. Maybe, maybe we'd feel differently than, you know, the initial reading on it. But, uh, but again, I want to go back and just emphasize what, what I said earlier, and that is uh, the, the president and I have uh, there's many things that he does that I'm very grateful for and that I and that I appreciate and support. There are some other things that I just disagree, and I think there's there's uh, not just disagree, but I actually think the administration is wrong. And uh, and I've been vocal on that when that's necessary. And this is one of them, the one that I feel very strongly about. Once again, I don't want to rehash what I just said. But we need the Kurdistan allies, our Kurdish allies, in the region. Uh, and we owe it to them. Yeah. They have put lives and treasure and blood on the line to help us achieve some of our goals. We owe it to them, the loyalty. And if we betray that loyalty, then our relationship with everyone in the region, and frankly, by extension, everyone in the world, it will, be, uh, will be impacted by that if they don't view us as a trusted ally. That's my primary concern. Now, I'm willing to wait and see what the details of this uh, of this proposal are. I appreciate, although I disagree with the president and the administration saying, well, we can't stay in Syria forever. I, I get that, that there's concerns that we have to deal with. But for a few thousand troops, the footprint that we have is so small, and the output that we get from that, the positive outcomes that come from having that U.S. presence there is enormous. Uh, and I just don't think we can abandon that. I, I- once again, let's wait and see what the, what the details actually are. I really hope that the president will listen to very close advisors like Lindsey Graham and other very prominent individuals back in Washington, D.C., yourself included. But Senator Marco Rubio said, and again, you know, everybody's couching it. They, they, they hope that the president maybe is just, you know, maybe will withdraw a little bit. But... <laughs> Senator Rubio said if reports about U.S. retreat in Syria are accurate, the Trump administration has made a grave mistake that will have implications far beyond Syria. And then he went on to say it would confirm Iran's view of this administration and embolden them to escalate hostile attacks, which could turn, which could trigger much broader and more dangerous regional war. Representative Liz, Liz Cheney of Wyoming, boy, uh, called it a catastrophic Mistake. This uh, decision ignores the lessons of 9-11. Nikki Haley, our former U.S. ambassador appointed by President Trump to the United Nations, said we must always have the backs of our allies if we expect them to have our back. Your view, uh, I always appreciate, Chris, because of your background, not only as a legislator, not only as a historian, but also as uh, a, a member of our, our military who, who has served and Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll get at least some clarification here. But right now, speaking of the military, uh, those who have said anything have said we, we were blindsided. We we did not yeah. see this coming. Well, uh, Doug Nikki Hitter is right. Marco Rubio is right. Others who have expressed dismay over this are right. I hope that I've been very clear in my uh, in my dismay if this is true. And the good news is is that. Uh, 
You know, uh, from time to time, the president has shown a willingness to look. And when there is a, a real outcry among, you know, his fellow Republicans, he, he's been willing to go back and take a look and, and have a second thought. And that's my goal right now. That's the work that we're doing is to try to message to the White House, don't do this. First, clarify. I mean, if, if they're not intending to withdraw, as is being reported broadly, then do a better job of messaging on this. Help help American people, help uh, Republicans understand what it is you're trying to do so that we're not, you know, being alarmed by something that may not be true. If this is what you're considering, then please don't. This is a bad idea. You're going to lose our support on this if we, if we do this. And the, uh, once again, our allegiance to the Kurds and the stability that w- is brought to that area by having that uh, that ally and working, working together just can't be jeopardized. And, uh, and if the president is actually considering this, we've just got to change his mind. Chris, I always appreciate our conversations. Thank you for joining us here on Inside Sources. Thank you, sir. Representative Chris Stewart with us representing the uh, second district of the great state of Utah.